0: One, two, three, do it. Oh, <laughs>
1: To the Sculptures Podcast. I'm your host, Ed brown Merkel With me as always, my compatriot Mike Anderson. Mike, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Gophers hockey just won, so they're 4-0 and to start the season, I, I, I hear. So that's good, right? They are. It's a little
0: bit of sports positivity in a otherwise not positive world.
1: In the otherwise dark and dreary world that is Minnesota sports, more specifically Vikings sports um so Minnesota's uh, just lost to dallas and it looks like we are to the playoffs and that'll do it for us here at the scolders podcast <laughs> for this week oh nice um but yeah um vikings obviously lose to dallas 31 28 um kind of just a <clears throat> it felt like more of a crushing defeat than than it really i think should have but um just couldn't get anything done in the last yeah, minute forty seconds. So I have to think he had a timeout left. Couldn't get anything going for four downs, and it was over. Justin Jefferson had a drop on I think third and six, and couldn't convert, and that that was the show, Mike. So what else? What else did we learn again with this team in this in this game?
0: Yeah, I think it uh, it's kind of like we talked about where every time they get you to almost buy back in. Uh, you know, they just, they lose a game that they shouldn't lose. Uh, and, and they've really struggled at home this year. You know, we, we haven't had uh, obviously a, a great season. You look at a couple heartbreaking losses in Tennessee, Seattle, but, um, you know, I go back to earlier in the year, they, they, you know, have a tough game against Tennessee. They beat Houston. They, they come down to the final play against Seattle, and then you're thinking, all right, this team has actually found a little bit in itself. And then you've got Atlanta, a team that's winless coming into US Bank, and they, you know, basically get throttled. And then now, okay, you go into the bye, you come out, you've won three in a row. The schedule looks approachable, uh, mm-hmm. and and you're thinking, man, maybe they're gonna make a run at this thing. And uh, Dallas kind of jumps out to an early lead minnesota battles back had a couple opportunities to you know make it a like 11 point game if you will 11 12 point game and they just they couldn't they couldn't get the offense going when they needed to and uh you know dalvin kind of struggled uh wasn't able to get it going as much as he could obviously they picked up uh that slack in the receiving game but at the end of the day, it's, it's a disappointing loss. And as you said, I think the playoffs are out of the picture, even with, um, I mean, yes, it's possible, but you look at what they'd have to do the rest of the way. And, and I mean, you can never expect a team to run a table, uh, you know, with six, seven games, whatever it is left. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we're left here thinking we had it figured out and, and now, I, I don't know if we go back to looking at draft situational stuff or, or what.
1: I mean, that's it, it's kind of where we're at, honestly. It's uh, I want to bring up the, the full standings here um, to see exactly where we're swatted at for the draft. But um, I, I think you look at it just, just to look at it conference-wise, right? I mean, we have coming up on our schedule, we have to play New Orleans, we have to play Tampa Bay. Both those games are not going to be easy. Um, and there is a battery of teams that are ahead of us in the, in the rankings. Um, hell, even Detroit, even after their loss this week, I mean, <laughs> we still got to play them again. Um, based off how we did against Dallas, I'm not certain we could do much better. Yeah. Um, so full league standings where I think we're sitting right now about 15th in the draft order. I think that's right. Is
0: that right? I uh, that's got to be right around there. Yeah, I guess I would have guessed maybe like twelve. So that's, I mean, that's sounds <laughs> yeah. Cool. I
1: mean, obviously, obviously, where it finishes out is is <clears throat> miles ahead of where we are right now because that's six weeks from now. But um, definitely, we're not going to be sitting in this top five, top ten pick range. I think there are, are a lot worse teams than we are. Um, but I, I think that's where you're going to be sitting, and, and you're going to be sitting here trying to reload for next year. Hoping to get some of your key players back, um, get Hunter back healthy, get Bar back, get uh, um, Pierce in the lineup off the COVID opt-out list, and and try to reload some of this for next year and try to get try to build off some of the success these young um, secondary pieces have had um, in some of these games and get them more consistent, get them more settled down um, because we we can't have this up and down play if you're if you're if your goal is to make deep playoff runs, you can't have this up and down play from the secondary. It just can't happen.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously secondary is young. Uh, You know, again, we touched on it a little bit last week. I think I was maybe more concerned than you were, but with the, the the CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott. um, Yes. Andy Dalton was throwing the ball, but you still had some talent uh, where, you know, you you can't really hide um, the weaknesses when they've got that much firepower. Now, yeah, it's not like they absolutely blew us away, but they were able to make big plays in, uh, you know, the, the situations that they needed to. So, um, yeah,
1: and, and and some of the mistakes that our secondary was making were very noticeable. Yeah, and, and that's they took advantage of it. Um, credit where it's due. Andy Dalton had had a pretty solid game, pretty solid afternoon. He was finding the holes in our coverage and, and taking advantage and and making us pay for some of those mistakes some of those rookie decision mistakes and communication mistakes
0: yeah yeah he was uh, Dallas obviously another thing that we talked about was that they're uh, still playing for the playoffs as crazy as it is it um, is you know they're I think a half a game out of their division yep. um, and, and-, and
1: if you look at Philadelphia's schedule that's a brutal. A brutal schedule coming up in the next four weeks. So right. um, I think that to play Seattle Cardinals. I think they have to play Green Bay in there too. I think or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't I, know. But it's it's a brutal damn schedule in the next couple of weeks for them. So that division is anyone's game at this point. Even Washington.
0: Oh, Washington the Giants. I think you're you're gonna get those teams coming out and and giving a high level of effort because they know if they can just win two or three in a row, they're gonna set themselves up to. Um, you know, get into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough loss. Um, again, right when the team seems to be rolling uh, well, they just <laughs> they they bite you and, and down you go. And and I mean, maybe you know that's a product that it is difficult. I think in the NFL to string together, you know, four, five, six wins. You don't see it that often, even the good teams. Um, you know, typically, are going to have three or four losses in a year, and I, th- I think that's because teams have the ability to watch tape and know what you do, and they probably expected us to try to, uh, you know, run Dalvin. They they took advantage of a weaker secondary, and um, you know, it's unfortunate. You hope that they learn from it, and uh, I mean, we're going to ride this thing out with with you all the rest of the way, but uh, definitely a disappointing loss, thirty one twenty eight to Dallas at home.
1: Yeah, um, I think disappointed is, is the exact word to use there. Um, like you said, you, you have a team that's that's two and seven coming into here, and and for whatever reason, we think we're significantly better than them walking into this game, and here we sit, Mike. Um, so realistically, what do we expect for the rest of the season before we just before we touch and touch on uh, next week's game against Carolina? what are we looking forward to the rest of the season what what are some of the things that you're gonna to start to key in on now that the playoffs seem to be a long shot at best for this team
0: well I think it's the guys that have a chance to be impact players in the future right um, unfortunately with the injuries we've had uh, and then the influx of rookie draft picks that uh, you know from from the massive draft we had uh, we've got a lot of new faces out there and I, I think that while this team will return Uh, some star power you hope next year right with uh, on both sides of the ball whether that be uh, everyone or not who knows but you have the likes of of Cook, Cousins, Thielen um, you know I I think clearly Irvin and and Jefferson at this point are going to be good playmakers Mm -hmm. on that side and then you look at the other side and with you know Barr, Kendricks, um, Harrison Smith, possibly Harris uh, you've kind of got some core players. Michael Pierce, you'd like to think, would, would come in and, and step in and play a big role. But then outside of those guys, you've got a lot of uh, younger talent that um, hopefully can get some games under their belt, uh, get over this growing these growing pains. So I think I'm going to focus in on some of these young DBs, um, a couple of uh, guys on both, both of the trenches, right? See if they're going to play themselves into a potential starting position for next year. Uh, and, and, and just hope that the team can kind of gear up for, uh, you know, a weird off season and, and who knows what next year is going to look like. Right. Um, yeah, we hope there's a a return to normalcy, but, uh, it's been a weird year. I hate to chalk it up to that. Right. Because someone's probably going to go win a Super Uh, wish it could have been this team, but it, it just doesn't look like it's in the cards this year.
1: Yeah, and you you keyed in on a point that I was going to make with the the O line here. Um, We had a draft pick from this year, um, Ezra Cleveland, out I think with an ankle injury this year, and started in place of him was Brett Jones, Um, highest graded alignment on the line by far. He 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 made some just very very splash plays, um, and was just solidly consistent the entire game. So. it would be interesting to see what that line looks like going forward. Um, Dakota Dozier has been, I think, a travesty <laughs> at yeah. the left guard spot. So um, I'd, I'd be curious to see, once Ezra is healthy, what that line looks like. And I, I think you nailed it there with some of the the young guys that we have on the line, especially considering uh, um, Ezra Cleveland, I think we're trying to make an air apparent tackle um, once the Reefs of the world leave, but... Um, if he can hold his own a guard, and if Brett Jones is that good at at, uh, at right guard in his place, I mean, we might not have seen the final configuration of this line yet. There's still some internal pieces that you can shuffle around to try to make this thing better, and to try to get this group gelling as, as a, a cohesive unit. Um, but yeah, um, weird year, like you said, and we'll find out what next year brings, but um I guess that's that's all it is at some point you know at some point you got to cut your losses and be like all right let's start focusing on what's good for next year and how do we improve and how do we get better and how do we get these young guys to make better decisions and to make better positionings um in their, their coverage and, and all those those little nuances um, that you can only teach really from live game action
0: yeah yeah and I I, I think you're gonna see the effort there right it's it's not I don't think that this team will lay down. I think if that was the case, we would have saw that, you know, when you kind of start that 0-3, 1-5. and, 3, uh, 1 and 5. Mm-hmm. I think after that Atlanta game, right, if, if this team just had that quit, uh, you probably would have seen that earlier. So, you know, don't be surprised if they actually rattle off another two or three in a row, right? And, and we kind of are saying, well, you know... It, there may still be a, a week or two of excitement here, you know, where we talk about maybe they can rattle off six in a row. But I think uh, the realism in in us would say that it's very unlikely at this point that they make a run of the playoffs. So um, while I still would expect a, a good effort, you know, week in and week out, um, I think at least from a fan base, you can start to sort of uh, shift to – is this a guy that that's here long term? Is this is this the piece yep. for the future? You know.
1: Yep, kind of some of my favorite um, rookie watching, as I call it, in uh, in preseason games. Yeah. Is just going to see, you know, who, who's making the splash plays, who's who's really sound in what he's doing, and maybe doesn't get a lot of credit because it's like in the secondary, right? It, it, it's kind of like the old lineman. Um, if they don't talk about you all game, you probably had a solid game, right? <laughs> If, if they don't talk about you getting uh, a big catch against you, um, but you're not making splash plays anyway, you probably had a decent enough game where you're not making a ton of huge mistakes to give up a, a ton of yards and, you know, a, a couple scores. So, yep. um, yeah. something to look forward to, but Mike, 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 Mike. We, get, we got Teddy going to be back in the house here.
0: Yeah, big week. Teddy's back, and it sounds like he – not only is back in the building, but I think he'll be back and uh, be the starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, he had a what was a knee injury. Was it last week or the week before? Um, uh, and he, he played He still played last week, right?
0: Nope. Last week they had a backup come in and uh, win that game for him, twenty to nothing against the Lions.
1: <laughs> oh God, God. So he'll. So I think all indications are he's going to be starting against um, the Vikings. Um, so. Friendly faces around here. I think this podcast is pretty pretty well known for being pro Teddy. Um, it absolutely sucks that he had that injury as a Viking and that derailed his his career. What probably three full years um, before he was able to actually get in the starter position again. So yeah, um, you yeah. y- you'd love to see that kind of perseverance come back from an injury of that magnitude. Um, similar with like an Alex Smith-type injury. It's, it's one that you rarely see someone recover from. So seeing him playing, seeing him playing as good as he is, um, and seeing him come back here to the to U.S. Bank Stadium um, would have been special if we could have been there in person because uh, I remember the, the game that he came back in uh, when he was activated against Cincinnati, and he had like a quarter's worth of play, and that was a cool moment for him. So...
0: Yeah, uh, I think this is definitely a game that you know you and I would have probably would probably be at right in a, in a normal uh, world, and you know it's definitely going to be uh, fun for a lot of Vikings fans to see him back. Um, you know, I'm sure even even emotional for some Vikings fans to see him back. Right, yep. he had that he had that tie with people. Uh, so yeah, excited to see Teddy back in the building. Um, it's a, it's a team that has struggled with injuries this year between Teddy just missing a game here. Uh, and then Christian of course, McCaffrey Christian out. McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey out. So, um, yeah, they had a loss maybe five in a row before last week. And then a backup quarterback comes in and they blank the lions 20 to zero. So, you know, figure that one out, but,
1: um, well, lions going to lie in, So,
0: yeah, but I, I think that they're going to be in a similar situation right They're, uh, they've got some pieces they're in a little bit more of that rebuild mode right um, I think they've got uh, a new coach this year they've they've got some young talent so uh, I think they're they're probably also looking at uh, you know what pieces are gonna be around uh, I would expect a bit of a sloppy football game at times right but uh, overall to be honest with you I'm just gonna be excited to have you know, a holiday weekend here, a nice four-day weekend, and, and watch Teddy back in the building.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, we got, by the time you guys listen to this, tomorrow we'll have three football games, maybe two, depending upon how many Ravens go down with the COVID positive tests there. Yeah. Um, that's going on in Ravenstown. Um, yeah, it a fun a fun holiday weekend of, of football. Um, like I said, get to see our our. our Good friend of the team, Teddy, back in the building. Um, they're in a similar position as we are. They're kind of on life support for playoffs. So, you um, said it should be. It should be a fun game. Uh, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to be playing, so it should be a very interesting um, on both sides of the ball because we're clearly capable of shutting down some premier offenses, but at the same time, <laughs> we're clearly capable of giving up a, a ton of points to some. Mediocre offenses. So, to me, honestly, if you are to tell me that this team could go six and zero the rest of the year, I would believe you that it's possible. And if you are to tell me that this team could go zero and six over the next six games, I would also believe you that that's possible. And yeah. I think that's that's a a pretty pretty fair statement of what the Vikings has been overall in the last several years. It's kind of this dichotomous of which team we're gonna get. And I think we've brought that up a dozen times or so on this podcast in the last couple of years. It's which team are we going to get this week? You know, right? Um, yeah, uh,
0: and at, at this point, I mean, it's it's hard to it, it's really hard to know, right, based on a matchup or based on how they've been playing, because it seems like the only would be to, the only way to do this would be to go against what you would think, right? Um, we thought that Seattle, we'd maybe get blown out. They go in and they should have, they should have won that football game. We, we assume playing an Atlanta team with a new coach, we're going to win and gain some momentum. Then we assume going to green Bay, we're going to get killed by 14. They it's the other way we dominate. Um, it's just, it, it's been such a weird year. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know if it's worth throwing, um, um, much on the the projection, uh, projection here, uh, for, for Sunday, but, um, I don't know, man, I, it's, it's too early to go full draft mode, but, uh, I, I, think at this point it's okay to start, start watching some of that, uh, Saturday football a little more closely.
1: Saturday being, uh, being your college football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 10% agree. And, Yeah, it's uh I, I don't even know how to predict this game, I and mean, we're gonna get to predictions here in a second, but I d I don't even know what to predict with this game. Um It's just it seems like whenever we play Carolina it's it's always an up and down and just just weird weird football games like I think it was four or five years ago where we blocked two punts of theirs. Um so just just a bunch of weird games, so um I guess I'll see if any specific matchups player-wise that you're looking specifically at in this football game, or have you not dove into that? Has that not that crossed your mind yet?
0: Sorry, what what has what not crossed my mind?
1: Any specific player matchups, like Justin Jefferson on, on a certain DB or um, it, um, vice versa?
0: Yeah, I mean, so so they have some good receivers there, right? Uh, you have DJ Moore, who uh, is having a bit of a quiet year, although I will say he's had a little bit of a resurgence the last few weeks. Um, but a really talented, uh, receiver, you've got Curtis Samuel, who's had a, had a really nice year. Robbie Anderson had a bit of a resurgence this year, um, has probably been their best statistical receiver. So, uh, they've got some guys, uh, that can get open. So much like Dallas last week, I think I'm going to be watching the young DBs, uh, trying to cover these receivers. Now it, it makes it a little easier when you don't have Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. They've got Mike Davis who um, has filled in admirably. Uh, but I mean, that would probably be the matchup I'd watch. I think our uh, offense should be able to move the ball, right? Um, our offense, mm-hmm. I think I saw now we're already up to like the second most efficient or effective offense in the NFL by one of the PFF grades. Uh
1: which is insane to me that it's like this. This is where this team is at, um, four and six, and, and we have that potent of an offense. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it's
0: crazy, right? Because we probably wouldn't have said top two, but I, I almost guarantee you that a, one of these preseason podcasts we talked about how this offense could be top five, right? We knew Dalvin is the real deal. Um, we know we know what Thielen brought to the game. Uh, and so if Jefferson, we, you probably didn't guess Jefferson was going to be as good as he is, but, um, you're, you're getting really solid years out of everyone offensively. So, uh, you know, I think we're able to move the ball there. So, um, my focus will probably be again on, on the defensive side of the ball from the Viking standpoint.
1: Right. It seems like this year, that's, that's what the failings have really been. I mean, there's been times the offense has stalled, but, um, You put up 28 points, and and, and you should win that game. Um, And here was another interesting stat that I came across on on Twitter the other day. The Dallas Cowboys are like like 0-26 when they don't put up, or 0-16 or something like that over the last two years, when they don't put up at least 31 points. Which is insane to me. (laughs) That's an absolutely insane stat. Okay. That's a weird one. It's a weird one, but it's like that. When you think about that, that's an absolutely insane stat. Yeah. And what's the stat like for Zimmer? It's like he's like forty-seven and three when they put up at least twenty-one points. Huh. Something like that. I, I don't. It's that's not the actual numbers, but it's something ridiculous like that, where you don't need a lot if Zimmer's defense is actually functioning the way it usually does. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, Mike. But I, I think my focus is the same as yours. Um, secondary focus is going to be on that old line again. Um, they had a little bit of a, a poor game against the Cowboys. I, I think they were just dominated. Dallas came out, and they were just physical in this game. So um, watching those guys to make sure that they can they can bounce back, see some of the young talent, hopefully have a bounce-back game and have really strong games going forward. Um, look to see... What happens with Ezra Cleveland if he's back in the lineup? What happens with that line? Who's taking first team snaps with that? Because um, I, I, I got to imagine Dozier is going to be going to be um, benched here soon. Yeah. Because <laughs> with, with the play of Brett Jones, I, I don't think you can ignore that and say like, okay, listen, he had a really good game, and you're doing poorly the last several. I, I don't know.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't fault the logic there. Uh, it's it's more again if if they're trying to just see is there any chance this is a backup player for the future or you know depth mm-hmm. for the future. But yeah, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, all right, Mike. Anything else we want to talk about with these two two games recap and and the preview game here?
0: Uh, I guess Adam Thielen land on the uh, the COVID list, the COVID. right? So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm not sure if it's like the C.J. Ham, Matt Stafford situation where he it's you know he needs, just needs a negative test on Saturday, or if it's something where he's actually they're planning on him being out. But uh, that would be the only other thing to maybe uh, keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, watch out for that and make sure. <clears throat> Make sure we know what the plan is there because um, I don't feel great about our, our wide receiver core after those first two, but yeah. who knows, we might not be forced to rely on them. Um, one off topic thing I just got to mention um, was uh, looking at the cap for next year and just laughing at how bad the Saints are at managing the cap. Okay, Mike, so the cap for next year is projected to be 175. Okay. How much do you think the Saints are over that cap right now? Oh, let's call it thirty-six million. Um, nope, it is higher than that.
0: Wow. Uh, fifty million.
1: Nope, it is higher than that, and you haven't even reached a second place, Eagles.
0: Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, yep. Eighty-five million.
1: Well, you've crossed the Eagles' line. The Eagles are 65 million over the cap, 69 million effectively over the cap, um, and you have not hit the Saints' number yet.
0: Please tell me they're at 100 million or higher over.
1: They are at 98.4 million effective cap space over cap for next year. So basically, I I did this exercise just just for fun the other day of who they'd have to cut to make that work, and it's oh, it is hilarious. They had to cut like everyone um to make that work like drew Brees is already not under contract for 2021 even though it says he is that's false that's credit carding they would have to cut cam jordan they'd have to cut like most of their starting offensive line they'd have to cut like half of their secondary they have to cut their kicker just to pick up enough space to get under the cap next year it's going to be fun like this year 2020 is the last hurrah for new for new orleans they're going to have a hell of a time figuring this out next year I do not want to be in that boardroom while they figure that out.
0: <laughs> or, or you would want to be in there, fly on the wall style.
1: Oh yeah, I would be like, because <laughs> you got to imagine they're just like, well, hell, what do we do now? Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my that's my laugh at the Saints take while I can um, at their horrible horrible cap spending strategy. All right. So, Mike, predictions. Uh. Well, I mean,
0: I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go with Teddy in on this one. Uh, wow. I think Teddy back in the building as a starter. This game is of utmost importance to him, uh, and so I, I, think he comes in and gets it done. I'm gonna say 24-20 Panthers.
1: 24-20 Panthers. Don't no faith in the Vikings, huh? Well, it's it's more it's more the Teddy vibe. Feel Teddy Vibe, twenty four twenty Panthers is what you're going with. I don't like I agree with you, but I think it's gonna be thirty-one fourteen Panthers.
0: Thirty one fourteen, huh?
1: Yeah. Yep. Kirk is gonna throw three picks and it's gonna it's gonna feel like a very very long game. Alright. Well, this has been a cheery episode of the Scolders Podcast. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's uh it's in that gray zone right now where we're still it feels like we've been in kind of this denial phase for a while that the playoffs aren't aren't over for the Vikings in twenty twenty, so um, we'll get over it. We're gonna have some turkey, we're gonna have some booze. Um, we'll get over it, I'm sure you will too, and we'll be back talking next week about Possible draft prospects if we happen to lose against the Carolina Panthers here, um, and seeing where all that where all that shakes out, and seeing how much spoiler we can play the the rest of the way out here, because um, it'd be fun to play some spoiler against like the Saints or or Tampa Bay, for instance. You know, always good fun there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, any last notes here, Mike? uh we're good just to welcome teddy back into the stadium yeah welcome teddy enjoy uh
0: the holiday you know probably just safely and listening to us i would assume is what a lot of people are doing and and uh you know
1: what have that extra drink when you're sitting there with nowhere to go and watching football Mm -hmm. and and be thankful for one thing you know that that if the vikings are your biggest thing to worry about right now be thankful for that you know that's uh that means you're, you're reading a pretty good pretty good life right now. so Yeah. Um, be thankful for what you got. Like you said, have an extra drink because we're probably going to need it to get through the rest of the season. Yeah. So. Yeah. With that said, Mike, um, you know, let's Skull Vikes and let's, let's uh, maybe try to win a couple more games here.
0: Yeah, I guess. Skull. Skull.